Where it was like, uh, yeah, it just had a good vibe. I got to turn these knobs down. Yeah, we should still have all of us complimenting our own podcast. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be great. <laughs> Isn't it great that we're so like funny and good? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we should just like rate our own episode, rank our own episode. As an alternative, we c- <laughs> the best episodes are all the ones we are in. <laughs> There's also, uh, <laughs> uh, we could also do the opposite and just um, be really standoffish and weird because we haven't recorded in a long time. And it's been a while, man. I um, <laughs> Has it been... It's like four weeks, five weeks. Yeah, it feels like we, we burned through our entire buffer. <laughs> this is this is us on, teetering on the edge. We have no, we have no buffer. We're not even friends anymore. Uh, it's, it's a week night. <laughs> so it is. I have school in the morning. We're literally doing this because we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Godspeed credits. Credit theme song. Bum. Dude, did you, just, did you see the sunset yesterday? No. Oh my god. It's like the sky was on fire. Is awesome. And God's trying to kill you. <laughs> that's that's when everything looks the coolest. Yeah, like all oh, the sky is like green. <laughs> I do actually. I like growing up in a place with uh, heavy downpour weather like that. Those green skies. It's a vibe. Yes, green skies are awesome. Oh man, that is one thing. If LA could be mostly the same, but rain a little more. Yeah, a little bit more rain. Um, I mean, if I was like living in a perfect. Uh, you know, like ideally I'd live in a world where I could just punch into a pad what weather I want yeah. that day. And that's what happened. That's what you can do in the metaverse. I just <laughs> bought, I bought my house in the metaverse. I honestly, I it's was only $350,000. Yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. You, I'm not an idiot. Have you, I mean, you have VR goggles. Have you, have you done any like metaverse shit? Like have you, you know, what's funny is yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't done any of it. <laughs> The closest thing I've done to the metaverse is every time I log into Steam, because, hey, hey, listeners at home, we're still slow rolling. We haven't even said what the podcast yeah. is. We should say that, and then I'll give a hot VR yeah, tip. It's been a long time since we've recorded. I forgot. Uh, uh, sorry. What are you, what are you're you listening to a, a podcast called the Now You're Playing With Podcast. Oh, are we introducing the podcast. the podcast now? Yeah. Well, okay. Sure. We've been talking for like three minutes. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Welcome. Hey. Yeah. All right. You, you, you were doing it. Yeah, yeah, as we welcome to the Now You're Playing With Podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast, podcast where we listen. We, uh, <laughs> man. You got this. It's <laughs> it's the podcast where we read the Nintendo Power Magazines one volume at a time. We're currently on volume 37. This is 1992. What June month is 1992. it? June 1992. June um, 1992. I'm uh, uh, three years, almost around three years from being born. Uh, you know, it's I'm excited to get to that point. I, honestly, if we get to that point, we will have been doing this podcast for a while. I was I was eight at this time. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, we have been doing the podcast itself as a while too. It for really a while have. Too. Yeah, I mean we're making we're on, we're on volume thirty seven. That's crazy. Uh, my name's Weston, and I'm Brett. Uh, we live in Los Angeles. We play video games. We write things. Right, we're right little comedy comedy writers. Uh, draw, uh, we got pizza. We got pizza to celebrate our our friends friends reunion. Yeah. Our podcast <laughs> reunion. Yeah, and you got that. Uh, uh, I haven't had. You ordered us Pizza Hut. Uh, I did. Pepperoni pizza. I had some points. Uh, and 
I haven't had cheese filled crust in a while. Neither have I. And you know what blew my mind? Yeah. It was great. It was really good. It yeah. was I, I mean, don't I normally associate cheese <laughs> a stuffed crust pizza with bad. I I'm going to have to disagree with you there, but I'm, I, I understand why. I actually recently went to the Cheesecake Factory for the first time in my life, uh, and I ordered the cheddar-infused burger. And like, uh, So they do like the burger patties with the uh, cheddar in between? Yeah, it was like, no, it was like they stuffed, it was like the burger like actually had like cheddar like pockets in it. And I was, you'd like take a bite. And That's I was, what I meant. I didn't word it very well. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, then it's that. And That's I was what like, I meant. I was, <laughs> we, Sorry. Are, we, we immediately get into a fight. It's been... Uh, <laughs> And I'm with, I was with coworkers and like who were paying like my like manager or I don't know if he's manager, but like you guys people went to above the cheesecake me. factory for lunch. You yeah. are a sales they guy. They brought me. You've, you've made they it. They brought me, but this wasn't even like for a client. It was just us. It was like them like oh, treating yeah. us out. And uh, I took one bite from the burger and, and immediately thought this is the worst thing I've ever eaten. And I'm like, you didn't like it. I didn't know how to show it. I'm like, I, I someone's treating me to dinner. <laughs> And I fucking hate what I'm eating and I don't know how to deal with that. This is going to, uh, we're going to have to exchange sales guy <laughs> stories at this rate. Like, okay. Um, I'll, I'll save him though. Wait, wait, you got we got to talk you about got the one? VR. We got to talk. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay yeah, she, do that one. Then, here's, we'll, we'll, then we'll move on. Here's the, uh, the end. This is where it's all heading. This is the end game of, because <laughs> if it, if your, if your sales team is like an old school, like good old boy, white collar sales team, yeah. you, you, it's going to end up for, for, for the big sales summit. You guys are all going to be in a hotel bar and the oldest guy who owns like cattle is going to come over to you with a plate of vodka shots. And he's like, Everybody only took half of these. We have to do the rest ourselves. <laughs> and you're going to be late the next day. Man, that sounds, it sounds, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds kind of fun. It sounds kind of fun. It's, you, you do it once. You do it once. You do it exactly once. Yeah. And then after when he tries to get you, you're like, no, I'm, I learned. I already, we've been down this road. The, uh, <laughs> so... What what advice was I gonna give? Oh yeah, it was okay. So if you if you get a MetaQuest two, don't get the Pro. That thing's ridiculous. Um, but like, get the MetaQuest two because it's like four hundred dollars. Yeah. And then if you have a computer that's decent, um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty pricey. You're right. It's it's the future, man. You gotta <laughs> like. So the wireless, um, the AirLink stuff on that is honestly really really good. Yeah yeah yeah. If you have a decent, I don't even have I. I think I got my router for free with my internet. So it's not like, as long as it's like Wi-Fi 6 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's relatively close to the place we're using the headset. You should have pretty painless wireless VR off your computer. Okay. And you can go into Steam and Steam has a bunch of free, <laughs> so nerdy, but here we go. Steam, uh, Steam VR, the little home spaces, Yeah, they take user submissions. So in addition to their cool little houses or whatever that you can yeah. go zoop around in and you know listen to birds chirp and look at scenic vistas, um, you can also you know go inside the TARDIS from Doctor Who, multiple versions of it. You can hang out in like locations oh. from video games, TV, and movies, and it's. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's the closest thing I've been that's in awesome. to can the you, metaverse. Can you go into the Family Guy house? Oh, I <laughs> I am almost certain because you can definitely go in the Simpsons house. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So Simpsons, I was like, yeah, I decided to gear to Family Guy. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Honestly, dude, I I might now that I'm fucking rich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might, wow, this is just 
He's like a different person sitting here. This is crazy. Yeah, I gotta cool. I gotta cool down here. Uh, I, 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 I fucking poor people. <laughs> uh, it's funny because, like, literally, like uh, two episodes ago, I will have said, "I think I'm broke." I know. <laughs> Teetering on the edge. I'm, I'm back. Uh, I don't know if I should. Like, I do. I am scared that uh, it'll uh, VR will uh, build to my escapism. Like I'm, I'm worried that it'll, mm. it'll like, uh, add to that. I, as somebody who's dabbled in VR a few times now over the last like six years, yeah. um, I don't think it's good enough for that yet. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's like little glimmers of hope, but I think it's a <laughs> long way off and the glimmers of hope are cool. You, yeah. you've heard me talk about half-life Alex and how yeah. good I think that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's good I'm sure they're going to do, a Half-Life Alex sequel for the standalone Steam Deck VR headset. Cause is that, is that coming out? That is almost certainly like the Steam Deck is a stepping stone to a standalone VR headset. Okay. And you better believe that thing will run Half-Life Alex and Half-Life Alex 2 or whatever they're yeah. calling it. Cool. And that yeah. sounds great. So uh, uh, we got to start, yeah, start, start this. Nintendo we're, Power. We're all over the place here. It's, it has been a while. We're out, we're out, we're out of the flow here. The cover. Uh, it's lemmings. It's, yeah, it's lemmings. Everybody's uh, favorite lemmings. The lemmings. Is it normal? So we've got the lemmings. It's like a little picture of the lemmings. Let's, we got a little lemmings guy with an umbrella chilling. Yeah, he's uh, got he's a little cartoon man with green hair. He's got a little blue onesie and big cartoon boots. They're kind of like, honestly, they're kind of like, they look like dorkier. Um, they look like dorkier minions. Oh, <laughs> I, I was going to. Okay, so. The elder millennial take was these look like the guys from Fraggle Rock. I don't even know what Fraggle Rock is. Down to Fraggle Rock. Uh, it's the the Jim Henson production. It's uh, Muppets, essentially. Oh, honestly, your thing's probably a little more on point. They mainly look like min- minions because they're yellow. Uh, good I think, point. I think yeah. that's, that's the only connection, honestly. Uh, we, I don't know if this is like normal or not, but they like... Do they normally just like... So they have the lemmings, and then they have this big star saying, Krusty's Funhouse feature. Like, do they, Does another... like? game normally try to steal the spotlight is, is, they, is that always been happening or they've had other yeah they've had subtitles i think the format of the cover has changed where right now they have in big 1990s gradient font the word lemmings over the edge excitement yeah. and then but there's nothing else underneath where usually we get like you know magazine cover style you get three or four uh, things yeah okay so maybe that's it yeah there's no like low down so i think maybe that stuck out a little bit more for me hmm okay well they're changing things that's good yeah, there's improving, not improving the magazine. Was this uh was this Samus magazine ad just inside for the guides? Uh was this in the last one? I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't I don't think we've discussed it. It's, well, a, cool, it's a cool picture. Yeah, so there's there's a cool picture of Samus pointing the gun right at right at you. Yeah, she's threatening you. It's like you know, like she's those, saying, get more. You know those posters <laughs> where, like someone points at you and like the finger follows? Yeah. It's kind of like Samus's guns following you yeah so samus is telling you to get more nintendo power uh which it didn't occur to me it was at, a threat until you said that yeah like it is at gunpoint yeah she's threatening to murder you and or your parents uh if you don't get more nintendo power and i guess the bonus for subscribing is you get to pick out a free player's guide and they've got four new ones uh longtime listeners may remember that there was a period of time where they're putting out six normal issues a year and yep. then the off months in between those, they would send out players' guides. Yeah. On like, I don't know, Super Mario Brothers 3 or whatever. 
Which honestly was for I, I I think as a kid I would enjoy a player's guide more than this magazine. Uh, maybe not with the con- now that there's comics, I might sway the other direction. But mm. I feel like, did you ever like thumb around through guides as a kid and like have that be like that's fun, right? Dude, do you but remember maps, fucking maps are awesome? Oh yeah, like and I had a couple of these guides, and yeah. I I also had like the one they put out before Nintendo Power, the Nintendo Players Companion or whatever. Yeah, the black cover one. That's how I beat Legend of Zelda. Were they good guides? Like, did they have like cool maps and like were they extensive? And yeah, that I mean, that one was pretty comprehensive. It, yeah. it literally was like that was how I was able to beat Zelda. Yeah, uh, was using that guide. But um, you, you just got me going because in my head because I'm just thinking back to the like game guide industry of old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's in not the, a thing anymore. In the 90s and 2000s, where it yeah. was just like, hey, you pre-ordered the new whatever. Uh, hey, don't don't forget to get the ga- game guide with that, buddy. <laughs> it was like the attached thing that they did at like GameStop and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was to some game. Like uh, even like uh, for a while now, like we still have some time until games start telling you what to do. Uh, like, yeah, I feel like like even playing like uh, we're not even there, but like even Nintendo 64 games, there's a lot of obscurity where you're like, I wouldn't know what to do. Why would I ever like assume I've got to be linking grab this chicken and do five laps around this pole. Like, I mean, in, in, like even Zelda, like there's a ton of obscure shit. Like you have to literally like bring this chicken to this one room and do some Ocarina song. Flashback. The quest for identity is an obtuse game. It's a great game, but it's obtuse. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think guides were kind of like, you should buy one. Yeah. Grim Fandango. Oh, I, I need a goddamn guide for that. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about that era, absolutely. I think when you get into the 2000s and it's like, do you want a game guide for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3? It's yeah. like, maybe you don't need that. And that's kind of when it started dying off, right? Or maybe it died off from the internet. It's, do you think it's because games got, like, needed guides less? Or was it because uh, the internet existed and so you could just look up? The, that's probably more what killed it. If if our listeners are curious, there's absolutely write-ups about the Game Guide era, and the oh, internet really? did kill them. It's, yeah, that that's, that makes sense because like honestly, they, co- like, they coexisted with like Game Facts for a while, right? Where you could go to Game Facts and get all those hot tips about taking Densetsu three. Yeah, this is my this is my nerd cred chance. I hope somebody <laughs> who doesn't think I'm cool will listen to this and be like, oh my god, he knows about. Seiken Densetsu 3. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The English translation hack. Whoa. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, uh, that weirdly lo-fi um, dad Game Boy ad is next. Yeah. Uh, we already covered it in a previous issue. Whatever. Yeah, hey, okay. let's, get, let's get out of here. Nailbox. So I read this Mike a while. <laughs> I read this magazine uh, like a week ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I read it like two weeks ago. Yeah. So Three all I have ago. in my notes is something that says Mike is full of shit. Oh yeah, and read my notes. Mine is uh, Mike is a fucking moron who can fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So who is Mike? And what did he okay. say to me? That's so angry. <laughs> oh, uh, I think it's this middle. Okay, so. The first, the, the section in the mailbox is called the big power debate and it's <laughs> Nintendo power saying, Hey, we made a bunch of changes to the magazine. Cause they added the comics. They changed some stuff around. Yeah. Um, like there's, there's a Zelda comic, there's a Mario comic, uh, Nestor's only a page instead of two pages. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think I've mentioned this, but it seems like we kind of hit the V2 era where the magazine is, is inexplicably better. 
Yeah, this is, I was having a conversation with, uh, with people over the weekend uh, and talking about how weird it feels to read the start of this magazine, which had what circulation in the millions. And it was yeah. like, they're new to making magazines. Yeah. It's very clear that they're like winging it on some level. Totally. And, and yeah, by now they've kind of, they've sorted it out. They've hit a groove. And it wasn't even like the earlier ones weren't like, it wasn't like watching something where like it's lack of polish was fun. It's just lack of polish. Yeah, it's like a really sloppy, condescending mail <laughs> mailbox answers and like <laughs> just those, just incredibly chaotic. Uh, yeah, so this is a, they they published a letter from a guy that was like his is an elderly guy whose wife wanted him to play less Nintendo, and he wrote a poem about how well if he did that he would. You know, if he didn't have his Nintendo, he would be cheating on her with other women in a hot tub. <laughs> and they published and the, it in the magazine. And the, and that, that was the, uh, the same people making the decision to uh, make the first, like, right after people subscribe, the, yes. next, the next cover is a severed head. Yeah, it's, it's the Castlevania 2 cover with a guy holding a severed Dracula just head. a rowdy decision. And now it's, it's, it's better. It's a cleaner magazine. It's better. Uh, and they're doing this big topic where it's like, hey, sh- we should debate. It's like... Are we're like adding comics in the in the the magazine's different? Is this well, good or bad? Yeah, is it totally bogus or what do they say? Totally bogus or totally cool? Bogus used to mean bad. I bogus is a good word. Bogus is a good word. Yeah. So, anyways, Mike, who we hate, uh, said, "I've been a subscriber for many years, although since the beginning, changing is good. But you've been ruining the quality of your product." Why do you have comics in a gaming magazine? If I wanted to read comics, I would buy a comic book. Yeah. Make a separate magazine for your comics so the comics will not take up space, which could be used for game reviews. And then he says something that I kind of agree <laughs> with. You want to take this one? Yeah. What's the point of George and Rob? Which, yeah. I, I look, I, I, I like, I don't. What is don't the point it. of George and Rob? The new Howard. I don't care about those two guys' opinions on games. <laughs> Fair enough, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Why not use that time for game tips? I plan on buying a Super NES or a Genesis. Oh, yeah, they, he like, threatens them. Then he them. threatens them. If, if, if you cut the comics and more reviews for the games, I for sure get the SNES and not the Genesis. I may not speak for everyone, but my friends who get your magazine strongly dislike the new Nintendo Power. Mike, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Mike. <laughs> this magazine got so... Those comics yeah. are objectively good. And, like, like he's threatening... It's threatening to get a Genesis. Honestly, I hope George and Rob went over to his house and gave him a fucking piece of their mind. <laughs> <laughs> Knock politely on the door. <laughs> I I was one like I to be, to be honest, I feel like it's objectively better. He must have been like it has to be at least like ninety five percent of people are down. Like the idea of a kid complaining that they added comic books to something. Yeah, that's crazy. And by the way, like every other letter here is like, hey, I love the comics. This yeah. is great. This is great. More comics. Yeah, it's just Mike, Eel, freaking. One Mike, of them's like, uh, yeah, send me two issues a month. <laughs> That's how much the yeah. you know, the positive response was. Yeah, so so Mike, it's yeah, it's great. Like, joyless stick in the mud. The idea of a kid who just says, "Oh, you added comic books to something" as a negative. That's especially at this time. Like, I feel like at this. We're to, 1992. Comic books are the coolest thing that exists at this point. Like, I, I don't yeah. think. There's much like VR is not real. Not, you know, it's like uh, video games. Video, yeah, it's video games and comic books. Those are yeah. like the two, two best things. 
Man, Mike, what the fuck? Yeah. Mike, I hope you got the help you need. Mike, never write into this magazine again. Lemmings. So it's the NES version of Lemmings. We've talked about Lemmings before. It's it's fun. Lemmings is great. I I really need to go back and play it a little bit to see if I've been hyping it up for no reason. I mean, I actually really like this kind of, I don't know. I I always loved like survival mechanic. Like I know it got like the genre got beaten over the head for us. So like no one likes it anymore, but like zombie movies, like I like, I like, I like big groups dwindling down. Like yeah, and watching that's Survivor. The conceit in Lemmings, uh, just in case you didn't hear the other couple of times we talked about it, <laughs> is each level, it's like a 2D side-scrolling game where you're given this kind of weird-looking abstract space and your Lemmings drop in from a, it's a trap door, I think, in one location, and you got to get them to this temple entrance at another part of the level. You're not going to save all of them. In fact, you kill a bunch of lemmings <laughs> yes. while you're playing. And you give them jobs so you can like give them a little parachute so they float down or you can yeah. make them climb up a wall or dig at an angle or block the other lemmings from going that direction so they turn around. Yeah. And uh game's got a good soundtrack too. I remember that. I think, didn't Cygnosis work on this? I don't know. Why don't you know that? I, I don't know. It is. They're right here. Psygnosis. Yeah. Hey, you know what they did that has a good soundtrack? Wipeout. No f- no wonder. Hell yeah. All right. This next section is going to be an hour of talking. Dragon Strike. <laughs> hey, you know what segment I remember from this magazine very specifically? Is this <laughs> dragon shooting game. <laughs> I mean, honestly, as a kid, I mean, dragons are awesome. Yeah, this game, I think I might have rented it once and I was like, this is not what I was promised in the magazine. Yeah, I mean like, oh yeah, dude, if I was a kid, this would be it because like not only is like the first picture like a badass guy riding a dragon. He's got a mace, he's got a, a scary helmet. And he's chasing another dragon. Yeah, his dragon's uh, torching a different smaller dragon. But like each page has like a different cool dragon drawing on it. Uh, She's saying the main draw here is not the game itself, which yeah. you could take or leave. I mean, honestly, like if you just hand me a bunch of pictures of dragons, I'm going to think that's awesome, right? Yeah. So this is like it's like a, what, a vertical scrolling shooter where you can switch between or choose three types of dragons, kind of like race car rules where they have different stats. Yeah. And I think you can also, from what I remember, you can change the the height of your dragon. Which, if you've ever played a vertical scrolling shooter that has like depth stuff you know that's a bad idea it's so confusing yeah yeah, like am i at the lowest level the mid or the high level that that stuff's hard to track Yeah, unless you have a 3ds ride your dragon into history the actually they should have remade some of those games on the 3ds oh yeah i think they did for like one uh they did the 3ds remakes but they yeah that was just like let's take snedek head hack and uh (laughs) make him three make him pop out Um, makes uh, that sounds filthy. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm really sorry. That was an accident. <laughs> How do you feel about the whole idea of grabbing a genre and turning it fantasy? So this is like grabbing like that classic like plane shooter game, like yeah. Plane- Bullet held me like, well, what if it was dragons? Like, how do you feel about the idea of like, oh, what if it was Call of Duty but fantasy? You know, Honestly, like, does that concept do anything for you? I think that's awesome. You're like, right. I, yeah. I'm a hundred, I kind of wish that more, like I have a, I love a good shooter. Like yeah. my, my, uh, my go-to is a uh, space megaforce, super less 
on uh, the Super Nintendo. It's it's a little more niche, but like yeah, just a really fun, mindless, you know, sixteen bit shooter. So if it's good, I'm down. Like let's yeah. go. Okay. Oh my god, we're finally here. It's so exciting. I've been waiting all year yeah. to, to talk about Stanley and the search for Dr. Yeah. Livingston. No, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Oh, is this something you like? Because I, if, 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 is this genuine excitement from you? Yes, but it's from remembering it in the magazine when I was a kid. So, oh, okay. So this is a game about Stanley and the search for Dr. Livingston, which was, that was real, right? That's a real thing that happened. Oh, I, oh no. I, I, yeah. You're going to have to brief me on the history there. Yeah. Cause he disappeared in the Congo and like, it was one of those, you know, like the white explorer from England or whatever has to go find the doctor okay. in the rainforest and da, 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 or the Sahara. And it became like a mythic true story. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my n- one note on this was, I don't care about NAS games anymore. Was what I, what is, what I wrote. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, Dr. Livingston was real. Yeah, so this is where Dr. Livingston, I presume, came from. Okay. A famous greeting from Henry Morton Stanley upon locating David Livingston in Africa. So I guess it really did happen. Wait, like what time period was that? Oh, this is like 19th century. Okay. Uh, he lived, David Livingston died in 1873. That'd be crazy to, to the idea of dying in 1873 than having a video game made about you. Yeah. It's a, Weird concept. Making uh, Dr. Livingston the Christian missionary immortal (laughs) by, uh, (laughs) yeah, so this is like, the game itself is a, it's like a kind of adventure game with side-scrolling stuff, and I have tried it, and it looked way more interesting in the magazine to me as a child, not to you, apparently. Really? It, uh, it's not, to me, it's not even like a good, like, spread. Like, I I don't see what's appealing here. What, What? what did you like about this? I know the grappling hook, man. He has a grappling hook. Okay. I don't know. I, I think part of it was the game didn't make any sense. Like you yeah. look at the pictures, and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And fair enough, because when I actually finally played the game, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an interesting background. It's an interesting shade of purple in the background. I'll give you, I'll give you that. I'm just saying as a kid, there was something weirdly appealing about this and I still, I can't explain it. I'm just yeah. saying it, it happened. Huh? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. What's, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Like the, uh, was it Doyetlev mountain pass? You can't explain it. Yeah. It just happened. Like, uh, <laughs> actually, I'm I do pretty agree. Sure like it is like it. weird. Like it is weird of like what sticks out or what, like what you can remember for, from a comic book or from a magazine. It's, uh, I don't think I remember any, like, I don't, I, I probably didn't read a ton of magazines, but I, I, I wonder if I reread them, like it, I'd be like very surprised that I remember like a Cocoa Puffs ad, you I, know? It's always weird to find, I mean, this, this whole thing is doing this podcast is strange for many reasons, Yeah, but one of the primary ones is definitely going back through this and being like, oh Yeah. Why was I obsessed with this? Yeah, it's like what is going on? Interesting stuff. Let's say it's the Zelda comic. Or this one being pretty good. This was actually my favorite one. Uh, so yeah, with Zelda comic, I really haven't. They've all felt like they're just kind of going, like 
I don't know. They're very they, plotty. There's not a whole very lot. very plotty and like yeah. nothing's happened. There's no like interesting. The most interesting thing they did was give Link a wolf hand. Yeah. And then they didn't As really. a reflection of the anger within him. Yeah. And, yeah. and they didn't really do much with it. But they, in this one, they go, I felt like they went into some interesting concepts. And I, I, I liked, I liked, this was the first one I liked uh, from a, uh, I, I always say like, I, I always love the art, but I don't like. You don't, you don't like the writing as much, yeah. But I actually didn't. I I I didn't mind the writing this time. I, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So, um, Link is facing off against the wizard Agadim. If you've ever played <laughs> Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, you know, you know him. He's he's kind of the the early on boss before you get to the fun stuff. Uh, and then I don't know. He's see how helpless your magic is. Blah blah blah. And uh, he's got Link frozen. The sword zaps him. Sword is pissed. He does. Uh, cool lightning goes everywhere. Yep, we got some blasts. It's that uh, there's that spell in Link to the Past where you call down all the lightning bolts. That's super Ye- cool that yep. I never used. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was. I. I. Were, are you a person who like? I'm very frugal with my mana. I'm very frugal with my potions. Yeah. So, like, do you have that bug where you just like if you have uh, potions in a? <laughs> if you have potions in a game, will you like not? Yeah, on the game with seven hundred potions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's totally me. I, I think I play Nuclear Throne just because it gives me an experience that a normal person would always have, which is the ability to actually, you know, unwind a little bit, use those bazookas. Yeah, because it's like low stakes. Yeah, because it's like I'm gonna die in like thirty seconds, anyways. Totally. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Link does that little thing, that classic Zelda thing, where um. He plays like a game of volleyball with an energy. Yep. With the, the the big boss starts shooting energy balls at him, and he uses his sword like a bat and swings it back at him. Yeah, because he can't he can't hurt him with the sword, but he can bounce the magic back to him, and he totally in one hit just fries the wizard. <laughs> Honestly, I would love a Zelda that just turns into a, a volleyball game. You should. You played Link to the Past, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's totally how it works when you're fighting. Oh him. yeah, and that's the final boss and the ocarina of time as well you play you play volleyball against gandor yeah yeah you bounce you bounce the magic back at him and then uh oh here, here's a visual thing that i really loved that i remembered again from when i was a kid is like so he's the wizard is defeated and is like fading into vapor like black vapor as he dies and is like you'll never actually defeat me blah, blah. yeah and then it makes like a skull in front of the moon yeah it makes like a skull that's like puking out smoke and like, uh, so- it's like got this really cool cosmic background and he's on this like gigantic like black pyramid and there's just this crushed rock everywhere and man looks, i want this as a poster it looks amazing i it's want so this cool. in my fucking room man i would i would hang this up for sure yeah so links in the dark world and when you know it they did something with the wolf hands yeah. because he starts to turn into a wolf again so that was cool because like i remember when we were reading that comic we were talking about like oh the wolf hand just disappeared in Oh, they just like they're gonna throw this away, but and I'm like, he's still a fucking dick. He didn't learn his lesson, but it's cool. No, he just that pendant was magical, so he lost it. Yeah, but he's still the beast within. Yeah, they, they kept it true. It's uh, I'm, I'm glad there's some like continuity thought going on here. Yeah, so we actually get to see him uh, power through that and come out the other side. Yeah, so he's so, like my negative emotions are turning me into a beast, and uh, he gives it up. Yeah, and they kind of like he walks in and he finds this like distorted tree person. It's like this tree. Oh, ends I up, love this part. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah, that's what the, I think this is like when I started actually being like, okay, I I, I, I like this. Uh, there, it's like this, he finds this like distorted tree who explains I was like 
I was like a bad person and I came to this world and this is like my like evil, my inner self is like bad. And that's, yeah. and that's what I am now. And they, they just kind of talked about this idea of like, most people come here, their inner selves are not good. And so people end up th- being these twisted demons. Yeah. And what's uh, really cool about that is like, you're sitting there amazed at this, um, the, the tree that exposition kind of hides the fact that he's also talking about who Ganon was. You know, oh, before yeah. Ganon became like a pig monster, he was a thief that came in and, you know, uh, was the one who transformed that land into a world of evil. The dark to- world. Totally. And I like, I, I don't know, like the idea that there's this whole world that if you go into it, um, I like high concept stuff. So an idea of a world where you go into it and like you suddenly look like what your inner, like inside emotions are and what your inside mental space, that's what you look like. I'm in. I like, I like that stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's good. It's good mythic fantasy stuff. And what I love here is like with the dream that he has where Zelda appears to him, uh, the last time he turns into a wolf monster here, um, when he wait, he wakes up next to the tree and there's no face on it. It's just a tree and he's not sure if it really happened or not. And I love that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Fun. Yeah, it's great. And then, um, Next thing you know, it um, a monster comes who starts throwing grenades at him. Yeah, it's uh, one of the. It's a bunch of the uh, the generic overworld villains from the Dark World and A Link to the Past yeah. jump Link, and he messes him up, including a part where he th- grabs a grenade thrown at him and throws it into a guy's mouth. Yeah, I thought. Well, I mean, for starters, it was a little like having grenades in the world of Zelda was a little like okay. It was a little like. It was a lot. It was There's a lot. It was a lot. Small bombs. Bombs and, are already in Zelda. Uh, yeah, totally. But it's like they're really <laughs> shaped like grenades. Like they had. They are. They are grenades. Yeah, they they look uh, like the classic. Uh, what do you call those pomegranate grenades? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but having like Link catch a grenade and throw it into a character's mouth, I'm like, this is this is wild. He he does he does dirty by those bad guys. Like Link messes some people up in this, but like at least previously it was just like, oh, this is like some spirit in some armor. This is a guy. He looks shocked and the last expression on his face before his head explodes is I mean, okay, look. I know at home you're just like that's that's savage. They put that in a kids comic. It's just a big, you know, a big full panel explosion. You don't see his yeah, just it, his head explode. There's not like gore and guts, but you know, he he dies. Yeah, this is I mean, they did it in Avatar The Last Airbender. They like, threw a grenade in a person's mouth? You remember the, the, the assassin that comes after him with Mr. Boomy or whatever? Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Mm, I can't remember how they take care of him. Didn't, they like reflect his shot back at him, right? Yeah, I don't know. So in Korra, a similar character uh, meets a horrible fate. Uh, Cora's been out 10 years. I'll just tell you what happens. Grenade to the mouth. Metal benders. So she's about to do the forehead burst, which is like this uh, invisible beam that causes a huge explosion. Yeah. And uh, metal benders wrap her head in like armor metal right before it goes off. Uh, And like, she's just done at like, it kills her. (laughs) Damn. So yeah, this guy goes out like, what's her face from uh, legend of (laughs) Cora. Some good legend of Cora. Parallels, man. That show was awesome. People harp on it, but it's it's good. I, I need to not, watch it. Not the second season, but maybe that's why people didn't like it, right? Because it kind of like it didn't quite. It, it's, it's, it's a tough act to follow. Avatar, Avatar, Avatar is good the whole way. In fact, yeah. it gets better. 
Yeah, it just keeps it gets, getting it keeps better. Getting better and better and better. Yeah, it sticks the landing with the ending. Yeah, dude, that, man, I got to rewatch that show. Yeah, so Core is not as good, but I definitely think it's worth a watch. Oh, speaking of Zelda, uh, the new company I'm working at, their logo is the Triforce. Hey. And nobody knows because no one plays video games. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Who's the founder? They they did it. Yeah, it's, um, it's Ganon. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, working, you're working in the dark world. Uh, <laughs> I'm a tree. Wait, what, one final detail with the comic, which is after the explosion, uh, Link is approached by a fairy. Yeah. And it says... She's, she's giggling. Is Navi in Link of the Past or... Is there uh, any version of that? Is there like any fairy character that's like has is named? There's fairies in. I know there's the fairies, but they just they just heal you up, right? Yeah, they just uh, like the uh, honestly like the fairies in uh, Breath of the Wild, right? Where they're just kind of at shrines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or they're running around. You catch them and put them in bottles. Put them in a bottle. Well, actually, you catch it with your net. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't think I realized at the time because I didn't have the other issues, but they put so much Metroid 2 in this magazine. Like, they've, this is them covering the entire game. Yeah, I mean, they, in fact, Metroid seems to be the only game where they've covered, like, they keep on bringing Metroid back. It keeps it boomeranging. Like, normally they only cover up-to-date games, but for some reason, specifically Metroid, they keep just reshoving in our faces. Do you think this is like with Final Fantasy where it's like they're just going really hard to sell some copies of Metroid 2? I mean, they, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, it has to be there. Like, it's not hitting. They're really just marketing this. Uh, yeah, because this is like what the third or the fourth time they've. Yeah, it was a. I mean, co- it was really the, tried. One of the issues. It was the cover art. Like, it was a huge. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Metroid just was never like. I wonder if in moments they were like, "This is going to be as big as Mario or Zelda." And if that's like what they want. Because uh, like in the US, we want Metroid to be big. But the truth is Zelda and Mario are many times bigger. Yeah. By, in yeah. terms of sales. And yeah. I And like it's interesting. I wonder. I'd be curious on what Nintendo's expectations for Pokemon was before it came out. Like do you think there's um, any level of them predicting what it became? When we get to that part in the magazine run, we're going to have to watch. We'll have the context to do it, though, because oh, yeah, we've yeah. seen how they've pushed other other stuff. And that'll be after, like, the Nintendo 64. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess that's the only console release between here and there, because they already put out the, the other ones. Yep. <laughs> uh here's that game boy star wars game that's based on the nes one and yep yeah. yep nba2 all-star challenge yep oh here right we here we go super mario adventures comic we're by, back at it by the way i got you something Ooh, no way what oh my oh <laughs> Oh shit! Oh my, th- Weston. Oh my. Okay, this is live. Right. Yeah. Holy uh, crap! I uh, Weston just. Uh, oh, it's so gorgeous. Okay, dude. So, holy crap! Hey, listeners this at home, this is amazing. For a very modest fee, you can totally buy a reprint of the Super Mario Adventures comic dude. from Nintendo Power. Which, if you've oh been listening to the podcast, we are huge fans of. We think it's awesome. Dude, this so. Is- this is great. This is I. This I, is my, I bought one for both of us. I thank have one too. you, Weston. You're welcome, man. Oh, uh, these are so good, dude. I just I, I just flipped through and I already got like one awesome. 
This is such a good comic. Dude, oh, I'm, I'm keeping this for fucking life, man. This is awesome. This is such a good comic. Oh, man. It's such a good response. That's great. <laughs> so, all right. Awesome. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. We, we, we've enjoyed this comic and it's slapstick goofballery. Ah, oh, thanks so much, buddy. This is, this is a very nice present. I haven't been like this excited. Like, <laughs> You're welcome, man. Oh, man. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know it's a good present when uh, the gift giver got one for themselves. <laughs> like, now, I wanted this also. <laughs> yeah. That's just, like, uh, the cool thing too is like, I was so surprised to find out that this is like, becomes very serialized as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a full story. From, like, I just flipped into the panels. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing callbacks to stuff that have, that's already happened. Yeah, I think so. We're in issue or volume six each of the Zelda and Super Mario comics. Yes, yes, yes. And they're both twelve, right? So we're about halfway through. Yeah, I remember the Ghost House one. Oh shit! Check that out. I know that's what Spoil- I saw. I, spoilers. The, okay. 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 We'll talk we, about yeah. that later. But I, I, while flipping through this book, we both immediately saw a panel that. I want to say 20 things. I have so much to say about that panel. I, we yeah, can't yet. We, we got to save it. Because it's also a joke sets that panel up. If yep. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because we, um, oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk you, about this later. Okay. Let's, uh, we, I'll, we should be able to trim this down. But like, so, hey, listener, if you uh, heard us excitedly talking about the Mario comic, just know that there's more. There's good, there's good payoffs coming to stuff that was set up in the past. I, I mean, again, this, I am so surprised by how much, and it, like, the, to even, like, dive into this, like, get to the actual comic book we're in, the amount of attention, uh, attention to detail is crazy. Like, they, uh, there's actually, I feel like I can feel passion in this comic book. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, small things, like, uh, it starts in this weird kind of trippy Mario and, like the musical Peach getting married. Oh, oh you're one. talking about, okay, this issue. Specifically. Yeah. This issue specifically starts with like Mario and Peach getting married. It's like, it seems like it's kind of like a dream or something. Yeah. So like all the toads are running to the chapel, the bells are ringing and at the altar with the Floyd, the salesman weirdo <laughs> dressed up in a, I, the, it's like a Japanese priest uniform yeah, or is it a Catholic smock? Getting, it looks like a Catholic smock. Yeah. Uh, he's marrying him. He's, he, he's marrying him. Marriage master. Peach and Mario getting married and uh, they're saying, yes, I do. But Mario is shorter than Peach. So they have him standing on a block. They have him standing on a mystery block. Oh my you, God. That's so small. You can't right? even see it. Cause yeah. it's in the white shot. Like, I didn't see that. Like instead of just like inaccurately making Mario and Peach the same height and every panel, there's multiple panels where you can see it. He's oh, always see it. Yeah. stepping on a, on one of the question blocks that he hits. Man, that's just top tier. That's, that's like, just that's, top tier. That's just, that's just like, that's the type of attention to detail that I really love. Um, the thing that I always get a kick out of is the expressions and uh, this page where Peach realizes it's all a dream and Mario's actually in a uh, cage and she's about to smooch slash get married to Bowser ends with Bowser making a kissy face that I think is amazing. Yeah. I love it so much. Bowser is so funny looking so I, many times in this comic. It, uh, yeah. Just, I mean the animation or I guess the drawing is so good. So then Peach wakes up. And so this goes again to why I love this comic book so much. Cause we constantly ask like, what ifs, like whenever a scenario happens, yeah. we're like, well, what happens there? Cause like last comic we have Luigi, uh, like disguises himself as Peach to like go in and like infiltrate the, like Bowser Castle. Yeah, we express concern, or it's like, did they just leave her naked? Yeah, or did they, we like? Or, we're like, or did oh, Luigi? Yeah, did like we're like, oh, she, like they just took her clothes and she's naked, and we cut to her and they they dressed her up as Luigi. 
Yeah. That's fun. That's great. Honestly, she looks awesome. And she looks awesome. She's she like, awesome. now she's Peach in a Luigi costume. That's so funny. Like, that's, uh, like, again, it's just like, they actually are, like, are treating this world seriously. And they're actually, like, they're, uh, they made a move. And we asked, like, oh, what does that mean for that? Like, as a joke. But they actually thought that. And they have an answer. There's just a lot of, it, it's very high comedy slapstick with just like a lot of consistency, like a lot of. Totally. And and she even calls back how um, the Mario Brothers responded when they saw Yoshi, which is to run away screaming. Man, I actually would love this Peach, like uh, Luigi costume as a Smash Brothers alt like costume. Puigi. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then but, she runs into yeah, Floyd. She's, and she's fucking sc- awesome, man. Honestly, th- this panel of her like uh, running into these people she doesn't recognize and freaking out and like Yoshi the dinosaur is the most not amped up to 11 that she's been the entire time. This is the most normal or like. And that's the thing is she's still just running. Full. She, she's, she's running still, screaming. She's still screaming and running. But it's not like this hardcore like. <laughs> hiding up in the corner of her room to drop down yeah, and beat like, the shit out of people. She's not like currently like, there's not like, she's not doing like uh, somersaults and flips and throwing ninja stars. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really, and she almost comes back too. Cause in the next panel, she starts to remember and she runs into one of her toads and is like getting caught up on the plot. Like, Oh, Mario and her switch places. So Mario's now trapped in the castle. And she's like, immediately is like, I'm going to go get him back. And it's yeah, like the old peach is classic back. peach run full speed until she realizes that she's in Luigi's clothes yes. and that trips her up again. So she's back. And then, uh, yeah, we cut back to the Koopa kids with, with Bowser and they, you know, they got her, they got her hostage, uh, got yeah. him hostage. We got, we got the, the fake peach, the Luigi peach L- L- reach. L- L- uh, th- those don't work. Yeah, those don't work at all. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, Fake feet. Yeah, uh, he's wearing a uh, flu mask. Which, if you listen last time, just why aren't you listening to every episode of the podcast? We'll just listen to this one. <laughs> this is this is the episode. Uh, Come on, man. And so, yeah. So there's just some classic Bowser stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. been a while since I read this. I think he's he's all being amped and happy, and he, you know, take good care of her. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, he uh, he's talking to her, and he one thing that he does is he screams so fast that like. The words are like he screams "All right," and like his mouth gets big, and the the "All right" <laughs> text is like in his mouth. Yeah, because because Luigi as Peach is like, "No, I love you. I've changed my mind. Let's get married." And he's like, "This is the happiest day of my yeah. life." <laughs> uh, and he destroys the huge cake yeah, they're building so loudly that uh, their cake blows up. Uh, then we cut to Mario and Luigi's like, "Hey, buddy, I'm your brother. Look at me." Yeah, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> And then uh, Luigi goes to visit Mario. Mario gets a kick out of Luigi uh, in a peach outfit with a dress. Boom. Boom. Uh, then uh, there's lots of, I don't know, yeah. like comedy with like the Koopa kids oh, being goofs. like. And then, uh, yeah, that, then. Oh, that's right. I remember how this ends. Yoshi comes and he's got like a secret package. And- yeah. So, so Luigi plays off their suspicion why he's talking to Mario. Um, by offering to order her new uh, children because they're going to be her kids when yes. she marries Bowser. So, She's like, let's, let's just gonna order a ton of pizzas. And then um, the pizzas show up with the toad wearing a little pink Afro and uh, <laughs> which looks awesome. Yeah. That is sick. And then of course 
in inside the box of pizzas is a peach with like 20 bombs. Yeah. And, and I, I think she, she's obviously the main character in this one. And her arc is, uh, uncertain to, uh, like bad, just ready to throw bombs, amped up badass again. Uh, yeah. She's, it, she's back. She, she's back. Yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll be honest. This this was fun as always. There's always like great attention to detail. There, it's, there's like a great bunch of fun slapstick. The art's so great. Uh, not my favorite of of them. Yeah. So far, it was kind of felt like we were just getting somewhere. But to be honest, starting this next epi- like this next comic with Peach with a ton of bombs, fully amped up, I'm down. I yeah. bet this next one's gonna be a real treat. Peach uh, kicking the crap out of uh, Koopa Kids is like. As, as good as it gets <laughs> it's it's hot yeah and then yeah it, it, it's a lot of kind of uh uh track laying like there's a lot of setup of yeah. different pieces moving on the board it felt um, like uh it felt like an episode of something where it's all set up it just felt like they're setting up the next yeah definitely it, my favorite part here is bowser's like super emotive Every time you see his face, if he's irritated, it's funny. If he's happy, it's funny. Like, it's just just great. Great art. Yeah. Uh, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the Beer Break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Hey, thanks. Hey, it's me, Weston. Thank you for listening listening to our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. If you've been enjoying the show, uh, the best thing you could do to help us grow would be to share it with a friend. That is the way that we can continue to grow as a podcast. So, you know, no pressure, but if you know somebody that likes weird old magazines and old video games and people dunking on terrible cartoon characters, we'd really appreciate it if you tell them about it. Yeah, like it's like growing a plant you know you water it and your water is sharing it with a friend and you can watch this podcast i mean i don't know what would change we're, for we're you the sunshine in that yeah. metaphor yeah we're the sunshine bitch yeah and you're you're the one <laughs> don't antagonize them <laughs> all right let's get back to the guys yeah we're back uh hey we're back yeah we're back counselor's corner counselor's corner i gotta get this laptop going again uh so okay one big news i, I feel like i got to tell the audience that yeah we this is really important between the break is the person who does the translation for the super mario bros comic also is the voice of princess peach in mario 64 and like a bunch of mario games what was and, her name again uh her name is leslie swan leslie swan and also at the same time uh She's also Mona in the Warrior War. So she's she's now a voice actress. I wonder if she was working in um was she working in translation at Nintendo? Oh, here she is. Former localization manager at Nintendo of America, former senior editor of Nintendo Power. Yay! Yeah, look at that. And she still does like localization for games. Uh I think they said for the original Animal Crossing, which is probably a pretty big, that's got to be a big localization project, like such a dialogue-heavy game. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool. That's a, her first game uh, that she worked on for localization was The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Oh, wow. Cool, cool, cool little life she lived. I mean, she's still alive. She's only like 52. <laughs> she's dead. No, uh, no. no. She's, she's up, she's going... Uh, Shit. Come on the podcast, Leslie. Don't on, listen to on. any of the other episodes. <laughs> don't, don't listen to them. Wait, we've been very kind to her to her comic. 
That's true. I just, uh, in general, would she want to associate with <laughs> us rapscallions? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to the concert corner. I don't. I got nothing. Uh, oh, I, there was one small thing I wanted to point out, which is that um, I, I glanced over a couple of these. And so Counselor's Corner is where game counselors, the myths, the legends, the sorry, the myths, I can get that TH out. Yeah. The myths, the legends, uh, they answer players' questions about how to do stuff in different games. And they've got it down to a science now. The each question has a little headshot of a counselor. They're not quite to the glamour shots phase, but they have black backgrounds. So they look a lot better than they used to. They look better, yeah. And it's uh, some smiling game counselor nerd uh, answering their question. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to say, I thought that the answers they give have become more narrative. Oh, really? I, yeah, I haven't like read this section in a while. It's been a skip zone for me, but... Yeah, because it's pretty dry. It's, it's, yeah. pure, it's pure game tips. Yeah. So if you're not playing the game, it's not really especially interesting. But, um, you know, this one about Mega Man 4, what's the best stage order to take? One of the great things about Mega Man games is that you can choose any order in which to fight Dr. Cossack's stage leaders. There is an easier way, however. But it's just very conversational and very oh, kind yeah. of like... It, it seems more natural... I mean, again, like uh, even in the format of Counselor's Corner, like before now, now they actually have like it's per section is like this game. Here's this. Here's the tip. Here's the person giving the tip. Here's a picture of them. And here's their name. It has a lot more personality. Yeah. So by format, this like whole section is a lot better, too. So again, back to like, what was that kid's name? Mike? Mike. Mike. What was it? Mike Voss. Mike Voss. Yeah. That moron. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so wrong. He's so wrong. Like this magazine has gotten so much better. Don't put Mike in charge of Nintendo power. Yeah. Mike, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, go to hell, Mike. Go to hell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is some good stuff. There's an yeah. arcade game update, <laughs> which this is the era of street fighter two. Um, but if Are you- arcades on their, on their way out at Arca- this point. Arcades have a couple of years of life left in them at this okay. point. By the okay. time they get to the 2000s and the only stuff coming out are light gun games, <laughs> then they're on their way out. Hey, man, Time Crisis is pretty fun, though. I mean, Time Crisis is a banger, but that was from the 90s. Was that? Yeah. The one that was, was like 97, The maybe? one with the pedal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Virtual Cop was from the 90s. Damn. The late 90s. I mean, so look at what we got here. Street Fighter Two Champion Edition. Yeah. X-Men, the six-player cabinet. Goddamn. That's super classic, right? That That's a... It's like two TV screens with mirrors to, like, do that ultra-wide screen. Damn. Uh, TMNT, Turtles in Time, Total Carnage, the sequel to Smash TV. Super high impact. I don't, I don't really have anything about it. Driver's Eyes, some VR game. But, um, like, that, those first, like, five games there are pretty iconic yeah. arcade games. Some big ones. I know the Turtles in Time is huge. Uh it's like, I feel that game and the Simpsons ones were the real beaten ups that I, like I recognized as a kid. Oh yeah. This X-Men game was a Konami game, right? I don't know. Somebody write in and tell us. I'm not going to look it up. It's too late. Did you as a, as a little, little tiny boy, did, were you going to, did you ever go to the arcade and like think it was awesome? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I had a fairly young birthday where we just got the bucket of quarters at like yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. I guess it was a showbiz pizza and I just beat the TMNT because yeah arcades for me were ticket games oh you know, yeah like that's what an arcade for me was because you know arcade games were on their way out 
Yeah, arcade games were like like you know, in this era, arcade arcades were like for older kids and there was yeah. you know, like Mortal Kombat's really violent and kind of intense. So there's like this kind of yeah. uh spook scary intensity to arcade games that's really fun. Yeah, well like that was um I went to Japan where arcades are still a thing. Yeah. And like it's the arcade are like all seventeen year olds who smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they sit at the little, they have stools in front of the machines yeah. and they hold the controls like palm up. So they just jiggle like the little trick because they're super good at games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the fighting games remained a thing up through the end of the 90s, at least into the 2000s. You had Street Fighter 3. Yeah. You had, uh, Street Fighter 2 is like the best one, right? Like that's the one people really love or. I, I mean, I think it was the first one that really landed for people that oh, really? like just fighting games could be a. Could yeah. be this, but like, um, oh man, there's so many options. Like for when it comes to like great fighting games, yeah. Neo Geo, where's the Neo Geo game? I mean, they're not gonna be covered in Nintendo Power. I had some fighting game that was like, just like, it was like felt like very Mortal Kombat-y, but it was like just big. It's kind of like Rampage style, so it's like big monsters fighting each other. Was that like King of the Monsters? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that was a Neo Geo game. Maybe. Uh, Total Carnage is a twin stick shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Centerfold. Hey, we're here at the Centerfold. It is a uh, Ultrabots Sanction East Earth Sanction Earth coming soon to your Super NES from Data East and Novologic. Have Have you ever heard of this? I have never heard of this, uh, but I'm in. Yeah, we, I'm in. It's we were just. Over over the break, we were watching some footage from the Sacred Pools, which uh, this will come out relatively close to our recording time. In the news, Kotaku's got an article about it. They found an unreleased FMV game. Yeah. Pretty pretty big budget one, too, from Sega. And it has some bad 90s CG in it. And this it's, is it. It's the holy grail of the holy, bad CG. It's, just, it's a bad CG robots. It kind of looks like... Beast Wars. It kind of looks like reboot. If you were to try to make a, do you ever play the game Spore? Oh yeah. It's like if you were playing Spore and you were trying to like use the ears and eyes and like legs to like make a robot suit. You know, like or you, when you make a me. Do you ever like make a me? <laughs> and like you try to make it like you you make like a Picasso painting on the me face, like using the pieces for the wrong function to try to make something creative i mean you don't need to pull you can just tell the robot you think he's ugly <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah he's a monstrosity uh he's a little janky looking but yeah i, I do i just love like pre-rendered 3d art i don't know why it's probably just that's like uh for me that's like the pinpoint of nostalgia like that's the yeah that's hits me real hard i gotcha they got a driving games roundup that they actually made a slight effort to differentiate the games in. I respect that. Yeah. After yeah. savaging them a couple of times for like putting all baseball and basketball games into yeah. one feature, this one, at least you can tell which game is which. I mean, they keep doing it. Is there, there's got, there's gotta be like, I, I do wonder if there was some level of all the football game guys being like coming together and being like, all right, they're going to buy one of them. Let's just like put them all in a bucket and we'll, you know, you'll get yours one day. I'll get mine one day. You know, like yeah. at a level, it's like, does it matter? Excuse me, sir. The starting lineup for the Dallas Cowboys is in the lobby and they'd like to talk to us <laughs> about their games coverage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, top, top gear is still around, right? I mean, that's, the, that's a show. 
I don't know. That's what confused me is I saw the game as a kid, but Top Gear is a show in the UK, right? I, I don't know. You don't know. I don't, right. I don't know, man. Krusty Super Funhouse. Uh, this is a puzzle game. We're trying to get all of the mice into their traps. Yep. And the traps are staffed by Simpsons characters who kill them. That's funny. That's pretty good timing. Yeah, I don't know if it picked up that screaming. Did it? Yeah, it's in his question said um, traps that would kill these Simpsons characters. Say, tiny girl started screaming outside of that window. I think she's fine. Halloween was yesterday. That sounded like a that sounded like a non dangerous scream. Yeah, sounded, you, you can always tell when the timbers off. You're yeah. Like, oh no. That was that was a that was a kid just making noise. It was a kid having fun as opposed to a kid in anguish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like the Homer ta- uh, trap, Homer kills them with a laser, like uh, in the James Bond parody from, uh, I don't think that episode had aired yet at this time. That would have been season five. The um, Hank Scorpio episode of The Simpsons. I haven't watched like any, I've, I think I've talked about this in the show before, right? I just keep on starting on season one. And then you got to st- stop watching bad yeah, Simpsons because yeah, you, oh, oh my God, there's like five seasons in there where it's like almost all iconic bangers. Yeah. I, I, I gotta give that another shot. I'm honestly, I'm actually kind of getting a little burnt out on video games at the moment. I, yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of bounce between like phases yeah. and I think I'm about to head into a watching stuff phase. It's, it's so weird. Maybe I'll, I'll watch the Simpsons. It's weird. You're burnt out on video games, but you haven't done any work at your space job in destiny for a while. <laughs> I, I, I do. How can you be burnt out if you're not playing Destiny? I'll, I'll, I'll jump back in at some point. Uh, I'm burnt out because uh, I've been playing my fantasy job of, of Dark Souls. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did just beat Dark Souls. Uh, did you enjoy, did you find any cool lore and like item descriptions that no, you enjoyed? No. No? I don't, I don't care, dude. I don't care about the lore. Dude, when I played Demon Souls and I started to kind I, of... I'm starting to get... Okay, so... I'm slow. I think the lore is slowly getting me. I think I played Elden Ring and I didn't give a fuck about the lore. I didn't care. I didn't care about the lore at all. And I like, yeah, I like the Elden I Ring like, lore. I, I liked. You just go into a dungeon and there's like a bunch of bodies in the tree roots at the end yeah. of the dungeon. You're like, that's weird. And you just leave. Yeah. I like the flavor. Why I like the, the flavor, but I didn't care about connecting the dots. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Why, like I, why are these soldiers stringing all these giants up and burning them? Yeah. I don't care. I like that it's there, but I don't care why, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you watch those lore videos, that's you wanting to know why is it like that. And yeah. I don't, I haven't, and that's like why you read the descriptions. You want to know like, why is this world this way? I, I'm more like, this just kind of feels like I'm in a cool dream. And I like that everything's really uh, specific. Yeah. Uh, but I do think the more I'm playing, the more I am a little more into like, okay, th- like maybe I should in the back of my head, try to like puzzle together what's happening here. And that would be fun. You just got to go to uh Vadi, Vadi's YouTube channel, look up some. Yeah. But it's like, not actually like, it's like all well, nondescript. It's like Jerry, like it's like gobble blob. You would gobble be- blob. The King Slayer had three sons and his second son was, I mean, it felt so, exactly. So- I have watched those videos and they felt like watching destiny lore videos. But what, was like, it for a game you'd played? Yes. Yeah, Elden Ring. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I can't, I can't defend that. Like if you actually, like for me, the experience of going in and watching a lore video, if I hadn't played the game, it doesn't connect. I'm like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. Yeah. But if you go, it, it's like at the beginning of every FromSoft game, they have a cinematic with all the bosses where it's like the yeah. land is ruined because yeah. of this guy, the foot smasher, da, 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 da. and the first time you watch it, you're like, I don't, 
but like when you go back, you have a story of fighting each of them and you're like, oh. Sure, yeah, but like, okay, so like, I'll be honest, every, it seems like every FromSoft game kind of has the same lore. It's like seven kings got power hungry and dragons killed them all. I I mean, that's, that's like all of fantasy, right? Yeah, so it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's same, it's, I, I like the flavor of the world. I don't care that, like, I don't care about the names of the people. Man, I really, maybe, maybe it's just like a demon soul. I, I remember people freaking I, out about Bloodborne. Like, people really got into the lore of Bloodborne. Yeah. I, it's got that Victorian, gothic. Yeah, co- it's got, like, more, more twists. It's got, like, this weird cosmic thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Lovecraftian. I like, some of the, I liked, I liked that Dark Souls had some simpler themes than Elden Ring. Because it felt like they went to first ideas. Because, like, they like to personify, they like to, like, add story to game mechanics. Like, yeah. the fact that you die over and over and over, they actually make that a game mechanic in both yes. of them. Uh, and in, in Dark Souls, it's very, like, zombie-heavy. Like, there's, like, an undead aesthetic to the whole thing. Yeah. And that's, like, a to me, that's, like, a much cleaner and easier way to explain coming back to life. It's just giving the whole world, like, a zombie, like, tinge to it. I like that. It was kind of like yeah. the, it's a kind of the first thought versus the fifth. Where like now that they keep they keep on having to every time they make a new game they have to think of a new reason for y- your character to be immortal. And then like well, you're also I mean in Elden Ring it's like they're like the witch stole death ruins from the death king and I'm like ah what? I actually did watch lore videos for mean? Elden Ring and stole wasn't death it, ro- that she one stole death and now people don't die anymore. So here okay. Like Here, just tell me, zo- just it's zombies. Do it zombies every time. Elden Ring, because it was written by George R. R. Martin, the world was. It has some of that kind of Game of Thronesian, like family betrayal flavor to it. So there's a yeah. lot more like this god and this god fell in love, and then this one betrayed this one, and this one turned into a horrible monster, and this one turned into a tree, and then you come in somewhere later. Yeah. Like whereas, yeah, like Dark Souls and Demon Souls have this. Um, lands ruined by human ambition thing that's I, I i like that more honestly yeah and that may just mean like you're less a fan of like the george r, r. martin version and more a fan of the uh oh gosh who's the at guy least in who, the context of these video games because i love like i think george r. r martin's a great writer oh yeah uh, he's fantastic like, in terms of just absorbing themes in a video game i don't know if i really need his family betrayal <laughs> hey man i get it but you like you like that stuff uh i mean I got my fill reading the first three and a half Game of Thrones books, Song of Ice and Fire books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. I read like 4,000 pages of your books. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset. I'm tired. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Krusty's super fun house. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to point out in uh, Krusty's super fun house is they have a guy named Corporal Punishment. One of the traps is just an army man with his rifle standing at attention and he eats the rats one by one. <laughs> they like go in, they, the machine pops them into his mouth. He just eats them. That's fun. I think that's kind of great. Fun. Yeah, I'm in for that. That's, that's fun. That's super messed up. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> you know, I, I care about, I do care about the item description lore in Krusty's Fun Hats. Player pull contest. Hey, this, this contest. <laughs> fucking rocks yeah dude you know uh, why they're just gonna give you a street fighter cabinet that's pretty that, so this is probably again this is like one of those ones where it doesn't actually cost more than other prize, prizes i assume yeah but this man, costs like what three thousand bucks or something as a kid this is this is i my i'm drool i'm drooling just thinking about it yeah and, and it's also by the way it's a arcade game that is gonna keep 
it's going to stay interesting for a long time. And you probably sell it. I don't know. I mean, I, I bet this is like a championship edition Street Fighter 2 arcade cabinet that's like original. Probably worth a pretty penny, right? Or is that... Mm, yeah, I don't know how the how the upgrade... Because they did like five versions of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Champions Edition is going to be a big upgrade over the original because you can play as the bosses. So there's more characters. Okay. And then I guess you get into like Street Fighter 2 Turbo, hyper fighting and all that stuff. And yeah. then eventually you end up at a Super Street Fighter 2. So yeah, I always heard there's so many of them. They they milked that thing <laughs> as much as they as much as they could. And um I don't know. Yeah, this is great. I mean, like if it were me and my friends, we'd be fucking stoked to have Street Fighter yeah, this 2. Yeah, so cool. But have you ever considered buying yourself an arcade cabinet? Yeah. Yeah. What what's gotten you away from pulling the trigger? You're just like ah, it's it's kind of a I don't really need that. Um, I th- are they? I mean, they're probably not crazy pricey. Uh, no, I I think having the space for it, and I just kind of don't like from a lifestyle standpoint. I just don't need an arcade machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How I describe it, and it's like I mean. We're sitting in, you know, my studio here. Like, this is a, I, I have many, I have no yeah. need for ways to play video games. Yeah, totally. Um, it's more, it's more of like a house center. It's like an, it's, it's, for, I feel like an arcade cabinet nowadays is more like a piece of art in your, you know, it's like, a, it's yeah. like a piece in your house. Like there's eras where I could have seen, it would have been cool to have an arcade. Yeah. Uh, if I had the space for it, but like, which arcade, you know, like, yeah, that's the other part where it's, it, you know, is this, is it a game that you're going to be super into or, and now people are picking up those emulator machines yeah, that have like have everything on it. Yeah. And that stuff is not, I mean, I have that raspberry Pi, and I barely even play that. Yeah. So I, it, it really would become just like a thing for people to like get it's like, it's for people, it's for visitors, not for you at a certain point, right? That's a good way of putting it. I have thought of the arcade machines I've thought about getting though. Yeah. A cocktail table. What's a cocktail table? Um, it's one of the Pac-Man like lower ones. Oh yeah, that actually that, pretty dope. Actually eat on it? Yeah, that felt like, or, you know, you can sit down with somebody and like play a game while facing yeah, them. Yeah, like, that'd be fun. That feels like the best thing. Yeah, I guess that would like, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. I think the other things, I, I feel like the games that use the marble, like the, the like little like circle games like are gold, you talking about tea. pinball yeah no oh. <laughs> you know like there's like no no uh, the rollerball games. rollerball games like, i think missile command because that's something that like home consoles don't really have right so that'd be like a different experience or like a light gun game light gun games yeah. are definitely of interest to me because i do love a good light gun game and that'd actually be cool if you could get like a light gun emulator is that a thing it is, and it's expensive. Oh, really? Because light gun games all used technology that's like tied to CRTs, so they've had to come up with these. It's all kind of like Wii motes, where it like puts a white bar around the edge of the screen, and the gun has a camera in it, and stuff. It's stuff oh, like that. Okay. Like it's really, huh. it's like two hundred dollars. Oh wow, it's like a good chunk. So you gotta okay. really want to play some light gun. Yeah, games. and I really don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many Time Crisis, House of the Dead? I know how it's gonna go. I'm gonna be like. Uh, there's going to be a point where like, I'm just going to convince myself that what I need the most in life is like to play some light gun games on my TV and I'm going to spend all the money and I'm going to spend like 10 hours getting it set up and doing all the technical troubleshooting. And I'm going to play time crisis two for like five minutes and be like, Oh no. Cause then I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Do you enjoy setting up tech like that? Like, do you think you have fun like setting up the light gun machine or would that be a chore? 
on some level I do enjoy that stuff, but like yeah. there is a point where it stops being fun and starts being like, all right, I need you to work now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking about building my own myself a, a PC. Do you, would you recommend that? Would you recommend or do you think it's it's not worth the time? Does it get boring after a while? So I built my last computer and I built the computer the computer before that I bought. Yeah. And then no no no. What when did I there's like one or two computers from like 2015 to like 2017. I'm not sure exactly how those fit together. Okay. I think I bought one and upgraded it. I put a video card in it, like a 1070. Okay. So, you- so, so I've gone back and forth. Um, you can get a good deal if you build it yourself, but like get prepared to just have a bunch of problems and have to return stuff and troubleshoot a lot. Cause I've yeah. had to put the hour that I, I had the problem it's fixed now, but I had the problem for a long time there where my memory wasn't running at top speed because of some setting that I had turned off. That you can't tell. You're just not getting your money's worth out of your expensive stuff. Do you feel like you know more about computers, though? I know a lot about computers because like 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 I've like subjected myself to their bullshit for decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many hours do you think you put into building it? I mean, less now than I did with like the first computers I built. They they have gotten way easier to set up. Okay. Well, what would you, if someone was like, hey, I'm doing this for the first time, what, what, what's the amount of hours to expect? I'd say go to a computer shop and just buy a computer. <laughs> what? I'm talking 30 minutes. Um, like, I, maybe I will. There's websites that recommend builds and stuff yeah. where it's like enthusiast builds where it's like, yeah, buy these parts. And then you go into price watch and you get a good deal and video cards are less expensive now. But like, like the thing that happened with this last computer I built two years ago was I had to return about half the components I bought. Yeah. Cause they just weren't the best fit. I don't think they fit in the case. I bought a water cooler that didn't fit. Um, then I had to return the memory and then I had to do the memory again for some reason. I think there was a video card swap in there and all of that stuff was not a big deal, but you, I also had to burn the time on it. So okay. it's like, I don't know. I think everybody should have to build a computer as like a rite of passage, but also maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, like, like you should be able to, yeah, you, you should, if you're going to eat meat, you should kill a deer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Use every part of the deer. Uh, you should have to buy your own Ram and then sell it on eBay. Cause you didn't realize you got the wrong stuff. This is what you get. Yeah. You should buy a computer. All right. Um, the next adventures come back. They're, I, they're the prime, the best one yet. You like this one? I, I mean, if we're talking about like an unhinged, this one is particularly wild. It is. It is a Robocop themed Nestor's adventures. In the opening panel, he is apprehending a guy who's vandalizing a Robocop 3 poster by turning it into a Robocop 30 poster with a marker, which doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, like that's such a weird vandal. Like, like I think why, why about, not just put, why not just change it to read Robocop P, like P E E, like yeah, urine. I, yeah, I know. It's like every single Nestor's adventure starts with like a Simpsons background joke comic that just doesn't have, it's just, <laughs> the joke's it. missing. It's just like, it really does. I feel like Nestor's adventure is AI generated. Like, it feels like, it feels like something that understands the structure of a joke and just like spits it out and doesn't. That's it. Okay, can I just say a, a line? Yes. So Nestor, okay, so Nestor's a robot. He's a RoboCop, and it's like something about 
I don't know. He's like rusty. He's like he's a robot and he's he he malfunctions because he's dumb. Yeah, he he's like stopping crimes, but he's being an idiot. He's kind of being an asshole, which yeah. is on brand. He's, and he's just being an asshole. And then like uh, he shuts down, and then like some scientist says, um, he shuts down because he's being an asshole. And the scientists bring him back to like the lab, and they open it, and they're like, oh well, he's got rusted brains. That's what happened. He's got rusted brains. That's what happened. He he's he's a dick because his brains are rusted. So that's that's like that's that's like the closing end on this. But then they have one final dialogue bubble that says, uh, "You have the right to remain stupid. Anything you can, anything can be used against you in the court of oil." Yeah. So I mean, what's what's? I mean, it's it's kind of like a Mad Lib, right? Where yeah. you just uh, they swap those words. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. It's just like it's magazines for you know like eight year olds. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's just, it blows my mind at, like, how, like, confused, just, yeah, just how bad this fucking comic is, man. It's terrible. This one, this one's pretty bad. Um, I miss a lot of the kind of more unhinged elements of the earlier comics, like, Nestor's shitty friends aren't here, his, his little, his random, <laughs> I mean, they're all dead, but, uh, little, yeah, he almost certainly killed them. Yeah, uh, I think we had to go back to pretending this, like, I, I, I think the thing I'm missing is, like, we used to just pretend it was, like, a nuanced, like, we used to overread it. And yeah. That was like the fun. We got to start. And then we got to that one issue where we found out it's all real, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey. So yeah, we hit the final thing. We, yeah, we saw that through. And I don't know. Not now that we're reading like uh, like the Mario Bros comic, I love uh, Zelda comic. I like, mm-hmm. and I just can't read. I'm done. I don't. I hate this comic. I don't want to read it anywhere. I, like I don't. I don't know what else to do with it. It's it's terrible. Maybe something bad will happen to Nestor. <laughs> do you think the person who has the <laughs> copyright for this or is uh, or the translation? Who do you think they're the voice of? If uh, the Super Mario Adventures is Princess Peach and Mona, um, who would uh, this person's voice be? Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, mm, I like Waluigi though. Yeah. <laughs> I think Waluigi is good. <laughs> yeah, I know it'd be that. Like, I'm Walu- gonna win. Waluigi would be too good. This is my guy. George and Robert back. It's now playing. I didn't really. Yeah, I'm 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 with Mike. Let's let's skip it. He was right about one thing. Uh, they, uh is there anything in here? I wouldn't like I There's not a I, lot of Super Nintendo games this time. In fact, they only cover one game they talk about, which is kind of crazy. I feel like George and Raj are fun people. Like I I feel like they'd be fun to talk about video games with. Like I, I think this dialogue's like fun. Like if they were doing a this if this was a podcast of them just talking, it might be listenable. I don't know. But just mm-hmm. I want, when I'm reading this, I, I want a comic book or I want like an interesting history thing. You do sound like Mike. I don't want like, George and Rob. I don't want George. I don't want people giving their opinions on games. I want the things specifically I want <laughs> that nobody else likes. <laughs> Game reviews. <laughs> Game tips. I'm, I'm, I'm Mike. That was me. Hands the top twenty. Let's let's get this over with. All right, you know, do the top three NES games. Yeah, sure. So number three is Battletoads. Ah, uh, yeah. It's finally slipping. It makes me real happy. Tacmo Super Bowl takes its spot at number two. Oh, kind of a newer game. Four yeah. months. And number one is Super Mario Brothers three. Crazy. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do Super Nintendo. Uh, number I, three, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. I'm kind of pissed. It's still number three. That's crazy. It'll be fine. It needs to be higher. It's it's really close to overtaking F Zero this time. And number two, F Zero. That's crazy that it's beating Legend of Zelda. That's I mean, it's a good game. Mute but, City. 
Samurai uh, Goro. Number one. The two <laughs> things I know, two proper nouns I know from F-Zero. <laughs> Samurai Goro is awesome. He's, why is he not in Smash? <laughs> Anyways, Falcon Punch, what's number one? Samurai Goro. He should be in Smash. All right, number one, <laughs> Super Mario World. Uh, the classic. Deserves a spot. Uh, do you want to do the game, Game still, Boy? Still one of my favorite games. Oh, what a what a masterpiece. What a, what a treat. It really is. It's uh, <sighs> it's to this day extremely fun to play. All right, let's let's go to these top three Game Boy games. Um, Battletoads number three again. Hell yeah, that's some bullshit. Uh, Super Mario Land number two, not number one. Oh my god. What? Uh, it's a little. That's a little bit of drama because it's always number one. Yeah. But number one this month. Uh, around the the big push from Nintendo paid off. It's Metroid <laughs> Two: Return of Samus. I know it's kind of a rigged, a rigged game here. They're making their own luck. Yeah. I guess is that the secret of the business world? You make your own luck. <laughs> <laughs> they did kind of. I mean, Battletoads are doing pretty well, and they they advertised the crap out of that. Yeah. Good. Good for the. Good for the Toads. Celebrity celebrity profiles. David Faustino from TV's hit show Married with Children. Yeah. Speaking of the nineties. I th- this one felt very written, so I didn't I don't have a lot of, to say about it. No. This is we should come up with some kind of game that's like, did Nintendo write this or did they actually talk to them? I mean, I, th- I think it's they wrote it every time, honestly. No, there, there's a couple in so. there where they had they yeah. talk to people who are cool, who okay. actually say stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, we got Pack Watch. We got some game. We got Mario Paint coming up. We're almost out of here. Super Faceball. Uh, most importantly, though, Out of This World is coming up here. Uh, what's that? This is one of my favorite games as a kid. It is a very cool, it's an adventure game with a lot of very deadly action in it. So you can die super, super quickly. Um, Earlier in the podcast, I talked about Flashback, the quest for identity, right? Um, This is a very similar type of game where they do video style cutscenes, but they're kind of rotoscopes. So the, the images are very blocky. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like uh, a guy's face might just be a hexagon with a splash of red for his hair and like a couple of dashes for eyes. The, but the, the pixel art's like really modern. It lo- It's really cool. And it's super modern. This It looks almost like that like swords and sorcery. Like, it, I don't know. It kind of like looks like an, like it looks like modern pixel art. Yeah, this this game is super, because of that art style being so simple, like kind of just the blocky... It's almost like polygons, but it's 2D. Yeah. Um, they were able to do a lot of variation in the gameplay. Like each level is a little different with what's going on. Okay. Um, and you die all the time and there's death cinematics. Yeah. It starts out with this hotshot uh, scientist at a particle accelerator getting warped into an alien world. Yeah. And the first thing you have to do is swim for the surface of this pool you end up in or these tentacles drag you down and kill you. <laughs> so it's it's got that okay. adventure game, like super deadly... I love Out of This World. I kind of want to play it. I'm, I'm even like looking at some gifts of it, uh, and it looks really fun. It's very fluid too. The animation's great. The uh, the laser gun in Out of This World is dope. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want to say it's like it's it's like rock paper scissors. That's not exactly right though, because the gun can make a shield, uh-huh. and the gun has a super shot. So you have like a regular shot, and if you just shoot somebody, you they turn into a skeleton. It's like an instant yeah. kill. 
Uh, you too, though, you can also die that way, and your head like bounces off and bounces off. Your yeah. bone. It's really awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, when you get into fights with people, they pop shields and then you got to blast their shields, but also keep your own shields up. It's a little dry, but yeah, you should try this game out of yeah, this world. I'm interested. It's a shame that it'll come up in the magazine. And we can't talk about it now because I just went on yeah. my little rant about how good <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's honestly, we probably should avoid the pack watch because these are all the games coming out soon. Yeah. So we're, so, just, we're just ruining, yeah, we're future, ruining segments. future segments. That's really all we're doing here. Uh, I'll skip over Mario Paint for that purpose. Yeah, that's, yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we'll talk about that. When it comes up, well, that, all right, that's that's the end. Uh, how do we? Here we go. That's enough of that. Okay, all right. Here we go. It's been it's been a while. I feel like we we're, we're getting back in the groove here. Go team, Al Bundy. <laughs> that's the dad from Married with Children. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is. Uh, I must be getting old. That, that was the first time I was just like, you don't know what Married with Children is. Yeah, I don't know that. I I, I think I recognize the name of it, but. Yeah. Al. What else was he in? Wasn't he Mr. Incredible? No, that's uh, nope. Craig T. Nelson. <sighs> what do you want to rate? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you want to rate the Nintendo Game Boy <laughs> Super Nintendo again? <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Uh, no, no, no. We should. <laughs> we already did that one. I'm pretty sure we should do. George and Rob. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> Wait, what's it? Yeah, I really don't know which one it's. We should give ratings to our three top regular guests on the. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe not. <laughs> what if we do? Wait, what? What's what's another gimmick food you can order like stuffed crust pizza? So, so yeah. So, so let's do like stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed cheese burger patties. Oh, dude, that's getting a one. For and uh, dumplings, like any kind of dim sum or dumpling. <laughs> okay, dumplings, cheese, che- cheesy burgers, cheesy burgers. Those have a name. What is that? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Cheese filled burger for me was a one. Okay, I didn't like it. You don't like it. N- number t- uh, cheese stuffed. That's the first pizza. time you'd had it. Yeah. Okay. I really didn't like it. Uh, cheese stuffed crust stuffed pizza, super good. I loved it. That's a great meal. I, yeah, I it went great. I'm going to give it a six. Hell yeah. Seven, maybe even seven. I'm going to go up to a seven. <sighs> it seems a little high, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to it. And a dump, like a, like just a normal dumpling? Uh, your favorite kind of dumpling. That's I, my favorite type. That's kind of a rigged. I mean, what if we did like uh, uh, um, I'm not crazy about dumplings. I'm going to go six. You don't, okay. You don't like, like wontons or? They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. You're fine. I haven't had like a good, what are they called? Like cheddar burger or whatever. Um, yeah. It sounds like the one you had was pretty gross. Yeah. My understanding is they can be good. Like if you do like a smash burger that has like cheese in it. Yeah. That, that could turn out well. And I do like smash burgers, although they knock me unconscious. They're, they're pretty heavy. It's just heavy. It's yeah, like, you know, it's yeah. a burger. It's a lot of red meat. Uh, I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that a six. That's pretty, that's really Mm, no, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Because it's execution based. Yeah, yeah. Stuffed crust pizza going with. I'm going to give it a three. And here's why. <laughs> I'm pissed. I You're rallying me up. I think we got lucky. Yeah. Um, and also, stuffed crust pizza doesn't reheat well. <laughs> you only get to eat it when it's, lo- when it's fresh. Honestly, Weston, these are hotter, better takes. Okay, great. Uh, dumplings. 
I mean, I kind of, I teed this one up because I was like, your favorite dumplings? I mean, dumplings are a 10 out of 10. Like, oh, shit. Always, yeah. There is nothing. Oh, God. Dim sum, dumplings, like uh, wonton, like the little um, gyoza, gyoza. Like, they're you, all I'm so- not, you seem like a dumpling guy. Put a, a bunch of stuff inside of a little thingy dumpling holder and I'm hundred percent in. And you're in. One of my favorite meals that I ever had was I went to a dumpling place and got dumplings with a side of dumpling soup, which is just broth with dumplings in it. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah. That that tracks. That tracks. That sounds that's a way. Are you saying you don't you don't like dumplings? I no, I'm fine on them. I'm fine. I, I don't love them to the level you they're like there's a lot of foods I like, and they're just not one of them. I, I like them, but like I don't love them. I like them. You know what else is good? I don't love them. This is kind of like a dumpling and empanada. Empanadas are good. Dumplings get a two from me. <gasps> you take that back. Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar.